Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are listening to AM 1320, WARL, Attleboro, Providence. It's Revolution Recap, a weekly review of the New England Revolution and Major League Soccer on WARL 1320 The Drive with your host, Sean Donahue. Welcome to Revolution Recap. We're here every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. reviewing the latest action of the New England Revolution in Major League Soccer on AM1320 as well as over the internet at 1320thedrive.com. Joining me today in studio is Tony Vizcaya of RevsNet.com. And uh, today we'll be accepting callers, and the numbers are 1-401-273-6764. That's 1-401-273-6764. For local callers are toll-free at 1-866-854-WARL. That's 1-866-854-WARL. And last night, the Revs' first loss of the season against uh, D.C. United um, gave up two goals quickly in the 10th minute and then again in the 12th minute. Uh, it, it was one of their worst first halves uh, all season. It, it was kind of reminiscent of the first game of the season against San Jose where they came out really slow in the first half and gave up the two early goals. Uh, except that game, they were able to fight back in the second half and come back. The Revs had a much better second half, but they weren't able to get anything past Nick Romano and uh, suffered their first defeat of the season with a 2 nothing loss to D.C. United. Yeah, I'm sure those guys are more disappointed than any of us could be. Um, for some reason, uh, things just didn't work. You know, that we were bound to have one of those, and sooner or later, inevitably, we're going to lose a game. But um, unfortunately, uh, DC's uh, become one of our biggest rivals, and uh, it had to be against them. Uh, but they are a good team, so give them credit. Yeah, DC uh, had a pretty slow start to the season, uh, but they they came back. Um, they, they've started to get off to a better run now. They're climbing up in the standings. They got a big midweek win over Chicago with a 4-3 victory coming back from two goals down and then 3-2, and that really gave them a boost coming into this game. They came in all fired up, and they really outplayed the Revs in the first half. Uh, the first goal was kind of a mistake by Matt Reese. He ran out, went out to get the cross, and uh, it kind of went over him, and then it left him out to dry when uh, Santino Cuanta headed it in uh, with Jay Heaps on the goal line, tried to clear it out. He, uh, he got his head to it, but uh, he was unable to clear it out. And then just two minutes later, Jaime Moreno came down and scored another goal. And Moreno had about two or three breakaway chances he could have scored that Matt Reese came up big on. And uh, I think Gomez had another breakaway as well that Matt Reese came up big on. And it was really a, a great effort by Matt Reese to keep the Revs in the game as long as he did. And, and then the second half, the Revs came out and they, they turned it around. They put on all the pressure, but uh, they weren't able to break down D.C.'s defense and get through uh, Nick Romando. I'm not sure that I'd fault Matt Reese's goal. You know, obviously he didn't get to the ball, but uh, when you're trying to jump through a, a bunch of bodies, um, maybe the decision making, if, if his path was blocked, but when you got your eye on the ball, it, that's a tough one. Um, was he fouled? Uh, that, that's a judgment call on the referee's part, and 
Maybe not, because everybody has equal rights to get to the space to, to, to get to the ball. Uh, but he did not get to that one, and uh, you know that those things happen in soccer games. That was not necessarily the turning moment. And as you said, Matt Reese actually had an excellent game. Uh, he made some outstanding saves, unbelievable, on clear breakaways, one on one, and he stoned them. So he gave us a chance to come back. Unfortunately, that that's not why we lost the game. We lost the game because we couldn't establish any uh, cohesive passing for any any stretches of time. And uh, because we couldn't uh, maintain possession, uh, especially in that first half, uh, eventually we did manage to get a few chances. And uh, then there was Raimondo's turn to play outstanding and, and stone us. But, you know, th- that's, that's why we play the games, and that's why it's fun to watch. And down the other end of the field, uh, as you were saying, Raimondo had a great second half. And there, there's calls that for Pat Noonan, possibly a penalty kick. Uh, Pat Noonan was taken down in the box there. And... Uh, I, I thought that was a, a chance for a penalty kick. It looked like he was, had a little bit of a push from behind there. Uh, that, uh, if they had gotten a goal there, that might have been a turning point. Uh, but that's just how it goes sometimes. They, they had their chances. Uh, Ralston had two great shots that Romano came up big on. And uh, they, they ended up out shooting D.C. 16-10 to and 10-7 uh, to 7 on shots on goal in the end. Uh, but it was really the first half performance that cost them the game. Definitely. And, uh, and I think D.C., knowing that we're going to try to set a, a league record against them in their place. Uh, I, I just think that they came out and they put the pressure on us, and um, we came out somewhat lackadaisical. I, 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 you can't put your finger on it. I, I mean, I'd be a coach, and I, I wouldn't be sitting here doing, uh, you know, helping you do a radio show if I, if I could figure out what the secrets are. And uh, I'm sure Steve Nichol, if he knew how to prepare better for these things, uh, he would have taken the steps necessary, and and the players themselves. It's it's just one of those things, you know. You you come out and you expect that you're ready, and then all of a sudden every, every touch goes against you, every loose ball. And but um, again, give DC credit because they they played an outstanding first half. They were passing the ball as crisp as what we've seen from the Revolution for the first half of this year. And and uh, up top they had Kano Smith and Pat Noonan because Twelman was out injured. And Kano Smith, I didn't think he played a very good game. He didn't hook up well with Noonan. The game before, he hadn't been hooking up well with Noonan. Um, he scored a, a fir- his first goal uh, the week before that um, when he started up top with, up with Twelman. But uh, since then, he hasn't looked that sharp um, shooting, and he hasn't he hasn't done that well. And Adosian came on. I thought he played a pretty good. Uh, for, for when he came on the 67th minute, for the time he had, I thought he looked pretty good. And I, I think maybe next. Uh, Wednesday when they have the game against Columbus, you might see a dozing starting over Smith. Well, obviously that's Steve Nichols' call, um, depending on what he expects from whatever players he puts out there. Uh, Smith, uh, in my opinion, is a better wing player than he is a central um, striker type. Um, he did get that one nice goal uh, from the corner kick where you know, he beat, beat everybody to the ball. But uh, I don't think that's his strength. I, I think Adolzian, as you say, is actually a better choice for somebody to get stuck in the middle and uh, to challenge for balls and and uh, to try to play with his back to the goal and maybe distribute the ball to uh, another guy like Pat Noonan. Um, it, they haven't really played together that long, and you you got to give them a, a fair shake because uh, Twelman and Noonan, have had you know a long time to to work the game together now. Uh, that's going to be true of Adolzian too. Uh, we've seen him in reserves games and he's performed well, but he hasn't seen that much time with the first team. So when when Conley Adolzian gets out there, 
don't think that he's going to be a world beater right away either. He's he's a good player. He's a strong player, and he can finish. But uh, keep everything in perspective. You know that these things take time. Uh, as, as great a player as any one individual can be, it takes a while to integrate them into the team and to, to have other players know how to set them up, what to expect from them, and. Canu Smith has, has had um, three or four games now where he's done fairly well. He's put one in the net, and uh, you know he's uh, had one great cross that uh, was a late-game winner for us. So you can't complain. I mean, these guys—they're uh, professionals. They go out there, they do uh, what the coach expects of them, and uh, the result isn't always going to be in our favor. And after the poor first half performance, the the major change that Coach DeMichel made, at least player change wise, was taking out Cancela and uh, bringing on Andy Dorman. Um, Cancela in the first half, it wasn't his best half, but I didn't think he was doing that awful in comparison with everyone else in the team. I thought it was that the whole team effort wasn't great in the first half, and I didn't think it could be blamed on Cancela. But they did seem to come out of the second half faster. Whether that can be uh, attributed to that substitute or not, I, I don't know. But Cancela had has been playing uh, really well in some of the games recently, and really setting up the Revs' offense. Um, I, it'll be interesting to see if he goes back to Dorman, who had been starting for a while before they went back against Saylor uh, next week when they play Columbus and then on the Metro Stars on Saturday. Well, you know, I'm, I'm one of Jose Cancelo's biggest fans. And uh, I, I have to admit that in, in this first half against D.C., uh, he was taken out of his game by D.C. in the way that they played. They pressured us up high. They didn't give us time to set up. And... Uh, Jose started coming back too deep into our own end, and then um, he just wasn't in position. Uh, but you can't blame Jose, and I don't think Steve Nichol blames Jose. It was the situation, and he reacted to it and put a player in there that's uh, you know a, a better player as far as that he covers more ground and that can counterattack that that pressure. Jose is good at diffusion pressure but only if our players are running without the ball and making themselves available. In this game, I, th- I thought that D.C. were the ones that were doing all the running off the ball. Our guys just didn't show for the ball, which meant like even when we had the ball, there were no passes to be made. And it's not because we can't pass. It's because D.C. played a hell of a good half. Yeah, it was really a change that from the D.C. we've seen earlier in the year. The first, the first time Rose played D.C., they got out to an early 3-0 lead, and that was... And, and DC uh, this time DC was the one coming out of the gates really fast and uh, D- DC has really picked up their game uh, from the start of the season where they were actually in last place in the east for a little while and now they've pulled up almost a second um, their, their horizon up in the standings and uh, also last night there was Chicago Kansas City Chicago had the chance to tie the Revs of course they played about five more games than the Revs at this point uh, but Trekkie scored a late game tying goal on that to keep the Revs in first place so even with the loss the Revs are still in first place it's great to see they've built up such a great lead um, early on, because especially in July when they could be missing uh, Avery John, Matt, Re- Matt Reese possibly, um, Twelman, Noonan, Dempsey, and Steve Ross now on the national team. And, and it's good that they'd be getting these points now when they could be missing these stars later. Yeah, you're right. Um, it, it is great that we have a cushion. Uh, it's an unusual position for us, but it, it's inevitable that uh, you're going to lose a game or two. Uh, you, you know, the, this hopefully is a is a one game loss streak. Uh, but on 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 the flip side of that, uh, I'm sure that all the guys uh, w- would say that it's a, a a good relief not to have to worry about a streak anymore. As far as on on our perspective, that w- we have to feel like uh, we have to keep winning or not keep losing. And, and I thought it was starting to affect the the, the team's mentality. 
the fact that we haven't come out and uh, scored a lot of goals and we were playing not to lose, uh, that's not what the Revolution were being successful at early in the season. We were coming out and uh, playing to win every game, uh, even when we got behind. And uh, honestly, in, in the three-tie or was it four-tie streak that we had, uh, I didn't think that we were trying to, you know, pull out those games. We were, we seemed to be settling for, okay, we've got our winning or our, our, you know, unbeaten streak going, and that seemed to be good enough. So I'm glad that's out of the way, and and I hope that from now on every game is a three-point game for us again, not just the challenge to remain unbeaten. And coming up on Wednesday uh, after the loss, a, a good game to have against Columbus, who are currently in last place in the East. Um, the, the team will be looking to rebound against the last place team. Uh, I, I'm sure any player would tell you there's no easy game in this league. The teams are pretty evenly matched, but Columbus has really gotten off to a slow start, and I, I think that's the team the Revs are going to be wanting to play coming up. Well, but it's it's a trap. <laughs> you know, on on any given day in any sport, any team can beat any other team, and it, and it's true. I mean, that's uh, look look at what uh, the game that Chivas gave us. When you know everybody said, oh, you know, Chivas is an easy game. Uh, the crew will not be an, an easy game. I guarantee you, and especially at their place, uh, the coach is under pressure. The players are fighting for their jobs. They're not going to be an easy game. Uh, on the other hand, we do have the, the better team, and uh, after a tough loss and uh, some soul searching, I think that the, the Revs will rebound, and uh, hopefully we can put a couple in the net and have our defense get back to the steady ways, and uh, have Matt Reese uh, regain the shutout uh, form that uh, he's been enjoying, and uh, we'll see what happens. Well, we're going to take a quick break here, and then we'll be back with some more Revolution Recap. In the market for a late model, one owner automobile? Then why not stop by Matthew Auto Sales? On Route 6 in Somerset, we'll the area's first choice in late model, one owner automobiles. Family-owned business for over 40 years, Matthew Auto Sales also has auto glass repair, auto body, and towing services. Come by and see Richie about the good buy of the That's Matthew Auto Sales on Route 6 in Somerset, or check him out at www.matthewauto.com, or give them a call at 508-678-9033. That's 508-678-9033. And make sure to bring Oscar a doggy ball. At some point in your life, you'll need to see an orthopedist for some type of joint, hand, shoulder, back, or any type of sports-related injury. When that day comes, you want to put your trust in a specialist you know has been building relationships and helping the community for over a decade. That place is West Bay Orthopedics. Located just minutes outside of Providence on Centerville Road in Warwick, Rhode Island, West Bay Orthopedics has been helping New Englanders get back into their lifestyle pain-free. From the football field to Foxborough to the tennis courts of Newport, West Bay Orthopedics has been an integral part of the recovery process. West Bay has been treating athletes in southern New England and will treat your family with the same professional and courteous manner that has made them the leaders in orthopedics in this region. The physicians at West Bay Orthopedics are the team doctors of Providence College Athletics. West Bay Orthopedics there for you every step of the way. Are you looking for a top-notch used car? Then stop on by United Auto Sales. They sell high-quality cars at low, affordable prices. 
United Auto Sales is located at 734 Hartford Avenue in Providence, Rhode Island. United Auto Sales has over 30 years experience in the business and a friendly, knowledgeable staff that can help you with their large selection of Highline used cars. Picking your next dream ride will be easy at United Auto Sales. Stop by today or give them a call at 401-331-3600. That's 401-331-3600. Financing is also available at United Auto Sales. Be sure to stop on by United Auto Sales, your one-stop shop for the best used car prices around. You are listening to AM 1320 WARL, Attleboro, Providence. And now, back to Revolution Recap, your host, Sean Donahue. Welcome back to Revolution Recap. Joining us now over the phone is Jay Heaps, a Revolution Defender and a native of Longmeadow, Massachusetts. Jay, can you hear us? I sure can. Thanks a lot for joining us today. Absolutely. And uh, when did you first get into soccer, and why did you decide to stick with it over some of the other sports you played, like basketball? Um, you know, I, I got into soccer early. My dad played soccer in college, uh, so he was just a big fan of the game. And um, I just always remember, uh, you know, him coming home from work and you know wanting to like have the soccer ball or do little things. Um, but of course, you know, I grew up in a, in, in a town where in Long Meadow, Mass, where there was a lot of a lot of sports being played. So I, you know, I did all I did, you know, like to do a little bit of everything. And growing up in Long Meadow. Uh, right down the road in Ludlow, the Revs have played some of their U.S. Open Cup games at Lusitano Stadium. Yep. Did you ever get to play any games there, or did you ever attend any games there? Absolutely. That Lusitano Stadium has a you know a lot, a lot of times the high school played there, so I played a lot of games in high school there. Played a lot of games in club ball there. Um, so that stadium to me is a you know is a great great place to play, and uh, you know the, the fans there they Lusitano's and, and they do like a great award ceremony, um, and I can always remember in high school. Um, you know, to do the high school awards, like the Western Mass Awards, and they always uh, were big fans of the game, um, and they they understood the game of soccer, so they appreciated, uh, you know, good soccer players, and, and they always, and Ludlow's the soccer team, the, the high school team always had a great team as well. And how was your experience at Duke University playing on both the soccer and the basketball teams? Well, it was an unbelievable experience, um, you know, because from a soccer standpoint, um, you know, it's the highest, I believe the the highest level. We were ranked number one every year I was there. Um, at some point, uh, we lost the national championship once. So it's a high level soccer program, um, and it carries with it, you know, a great tradition. And then the basketball. What I was able to to take from that was just see, um, really, really learn from Coach K and learn from uh, you know what kind of coach he is and what kind of motivation he uses. And uh, and he's really helped me, um, you know, to the next level and, and how to concentrate. Um, you know my abilities and, and how to uh, you know hopefully go into coaching when I'm done playing. I'm around the phone here with New England Revolution defender Jay Heaps. Uh, Jay, were you hoping to be drafted by the Revs before when you entered the league in uh, 1999? Absolutely. I played against the Revs. Um, actually, it was during the, it was Adidas Summer League and it was up in Hartford and we stayed and it was you know for college kids it was like the best 60 college kids in the country. And we came and played against the um, the Revolution when uh, when Thomas Rodman was the coach, and I was really trying hard to impress him. Um, but uh, you know, I went early in the draft, and, and Miami took me. And uh, you know, 
I don't think um, you know. I, I was. I have to thank Eva Wartman in the Miami Fusion because he he drafted me and he put me right in right away. Kind of was a sink or swim um, in the MLS, and I really I owe him a lot to in making it crazy, making it in the league. So when you came into the league, were you expecting to be put right in the starting lineup, or was that kind of a surprise to you? Well, you know, I was hoping to. Um, you know, always you always dream of just you know to crack the lineup and. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I pushed harder in preseason, and, um, you know, I was always a midfielder or a center midfielder and also a, a forward in college and in high school, and so they put me right in at, you know, like an outside right back slash midfield. So I, my my best abilities were going forward, so they put me in there, and so I had to, to learn how to defend, and, uh, you know, kind of kind of just was it's been a learning process ever since. Jay, this is Tony Biscaya from Restaurant. Sure, how are you doing, Tony? Good, you? Good. Uh, you had uh, excellent success coming right into the league. You were the rookie of the year, in fact. Yep. Um, how much of that do you attribute to the, the success that you had in the program uh, coming from college uh, versus your natural athletic ability and maybe the team you were on? Sure. I, you know, I think I, I learned, um, yeah, because we weren't, we, we made the playoffs my rookie year, but we weren't that strong a team um, for the Miami Fusion. We were just, you know, we were about a 500-ball team. Um, but, you know, I, I have to credit um, the college experience that I had at Duke University because, you know, you, you really have to learn, um, you know, going to Duke anyway, that the teams are coming out to get you. So I learned how to grow up and how to, you know, face the pressure of, of being a, a top-ranked team and how, to, and how to carry a team and how to hold um, you know yourself up when when there's a lot of pressure on the line. So I, I credited myself. You know, I took pride in, in playing for Duke and, and having always having a mark on your back. And um, I, I I really truly believe that helped me. Um, you know, my soccer abilities to make it in the MLS. Well, and now now you're playing for a first team, first place team, and uh, until recently undefeated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, congratulations on uh, Father's Day. I know you're a recent dad yourself. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, it's my first Father's Day, so it's. Uh, it's nice, you know. I, I called my dad, and uh, it was—I think he was a little thrown off when he had to wish me Happy Father's Day back. But uh, it's, you know, it's—it's it's just a, you know, a great day because I'm a—I'm a big, uh, you know, I've had such a special relationship with my family and, and you know, my father and mother. So I, I, I love to, to look at this day. How has that affected your uh, professional career, if, if if in any way, uh, b- being a dad and having the the extra res- responsibilities? You know, it's it's um, it's just helped me off the field. To be honest with you, it's it's kind of put me in a in a better place, um, knowing you know you have a family and 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 coming home and being able to see you know my son is just uh, it's a pretty amazing amazing experience. And you know, on the field, I've always you know I think people are like you know when you have a kid, you you kind of settle down. I think if anything, I've gotten a little bit even more intense this year, um, and, and focusing on my defending and. Uh, you know, I, I've been able to to really work hard at training. I like to stay and work extra hard, and then and then come home and rewarded with uh, spending time with my son. And Jay, how did you find out you had first been traded to the Rose back in 2001, and did it kind of come as a surprise uh, after being the All Star the year before with Miami? You know, it was it was um, it was something that I had hoped for. To be honest with you, I had been in Miami, um, and I had just been I had been taken out of the lineup for a couple, you know, probably like four four or five games. And I was coming in playing the last probably twenty twenty five minutes of the game, and um, you know it was it was just it was kind of time was running down, and I was just I was really hoping to get to New England, and I have to thank Doug Hamilton, who is the general manager of the Miami Fusion, now the general manager of uh, 
of uh, LA Galaxy, but he, you know, he worked with me, and, and um, they told me they weren't going to trade me, and uh, so I was kind of a little upset because um, they're like, you know, we still, you know, we value you as you, as you come in, and we still think you're going to be a starter here. It's just, you know, you're not in the lineup, and so when I was in the lineup, I sort of realized how I missed being around family, missed being around friends um, up here in New England. So, um, you know, I, I kind of thought, you know, they, they said they weren't going to trade me, so I, I thought for a little while it wasn't going to happen. And then one day we were on a road trip to uh, play an A-League team, and I was warming up in the game. Um, it was in uh, North Carolina, Wilmington, North Carolina. I'll never forget it. And um, Ray Hudson came over and handed me a cell phone as I'm warming up for uh, the A-League game, and it was Doug Hamilton on the line saying, listen, you can't play this game. Go to the locker room. You've been traded to New England. You're playing tomorrow night against the Colorado Rapids for New England. And, I, I mean, it was, a sh- it was a shock, but it was such a relief to be able to get back up here and, and play for New England, and it's been you know, just an honor to be able to play uh, up here for the fans and, and, and the Kraft family and, and the great coaches I've had since I've been here. And, and how was the experience uh, coming into the Revs when they were in the middle of one of their worst seasons? Uh, they made a good run in the U.S. Open Cup that year, but uh, as far as MLS play, they didn't make the playoffs, and they were one, one of their unforgettable seasons, kind of. Forgettable, I mean. Sure, sure. I mean, it was, to be honest with you, it, we came up and it was, you know, I think it was the, the season they started 0-7, 0-8, 0-8. Um, so we were fighting an uphill battle when I came in, and we, you know, it was tough. Came down like the last three games that we needed to win, and we couldn't get it done. I think we won maybe two of them, tied one, but it, it was tough. But that Open Cup run, um, that was something that I think we came together on. That's that's a tough tournament to make it through, and and being a part of the, you know, the Revs making that run, that was a good turning point. Um, I, I want to say playing in that final because the following year we obviously went to the MLS final, but. That kind of experience, and I think Joe Francino and myself are the only guys on that team then. Um, but we carry, you know, Joe and I are, are, are you know, I, I consider us pretty, you know, we're different type of leaders, but we're definitely both leaders. And gaining that experience has definitely helped us, um, you know, with our team now. And Jay, now um, it's actually uh, almost 180 degrees. Now you're with a winning team that uh, unfortunately just suffered its first loss. Tell us about the mentality of the team. How are we going to recover? Do we have uh, the the stability and the confidence to get back on the winning track right now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was you know we we have a great great core group of guys and a great team. Our, when I say core, I mean our whole team. Our, this year's group um, came together. You know, you know, last couple of years, but then we've added Michael Parquist and James Riley and a couple of the rookies that fit in so great. And um, you know, we, last night we got you know we they came at us and we we weren't we, we didn't play a very good first half at all. I mean, it was the worst first half we've played in uh, in a long stretch of time, probably you know maybe since since San Jose the very first game when we were, we were all over the place. And uh, they took it to us and they they scored two quick goals and uh, we couldn't recover. So you know we were excited the way we came out uh, or not excited, but we were we were you know happy with the way we played in the second half. We you know we showed some some guts and some heart to really. Uh, you know, fight back and, and um, you know, take it to them a little bit. We weren't able to get that one goal because I feel like if we scored that first one, there would have been two more to follow. Um, but, it, you know, we're confident and we're glad that we have a game sooner rather than later. You know, we play right away in Columbus. So we kind of, you know, we're not going to think about it too much. We're going to get back on the field and, and go back to what we know, uh, the basics, which is keeping possession of the ball and, and defending. The, the next week's actually pretty crucial, Jay. I mean, we're playing two division teams. Uh, one away and then one at home, and we need to get over this loss really quick. Um, hopefully, you guys can get a result in Columbus. They're reeling as well, and uh, the Metro Stars have been coming on. 
And, uh, you know, that, that should be a great game for us getting back home. And uh, if, if we don't get the result in Columbus, hopefully we will get at least a point out of that. But uh, we, we need to get uh, hopefully, you know, six, but uh, at least four points out of the next couple of games. Sure. I mean, I, I, you know, I think the way we feel is that any time we step on the field right now, we feel like we can, you know, we're going to win the game. And, and that's how we approach it because right now teams are um, – you know, changing the way they play to play against us, and and that's something that uh, you know it, it shows how we're playing. And I, and I think DC did. They came out and their game plan was sharp, and um, you know they didn't. They wanted to win that midfield battle, and and they were able to 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 get balls early. And Gomez had a strong game, and and he was able to spring players. So you know, for us to to do well, we need to go back to our basics. And I, and I know that we will. I know that we're going to start. You know, we're going to start. We're going to continue to win our midfield battles. And and that makes it you know easy for the defenders because rather than having to run back all the time, we can get pressure on them and, and not let the forwards turn. And we're on the phone with Revolution defender Jay Heaps. Uh, back last year or the year before, the the Revs had many defensive injuries and problems. Where uh, at one point it ended up where you had to be playing center back. How's the adjustment going from playing right back most of your career going in and playing center back? Well, you know, it's it was definitely a different different experience because I'd always. So I, I mean I've played all, every position I can say. I, I started left, you know, left midfield, left back for Fernando. Um, played a little bit of uh, you know outside midfield, center midfield for Fernando and Stevie Nichols. I've been you know primarily right back. So when he asked me to play center back last year, you know it was it was a good time to come into it. And I mean I really believe that when Avery and I came in there and we were probably there for a ten or twelve game stretch, we really settled the team down and I think you know poised our team. You know we were. We we had a lot of injuries at that time, but we poised that team back there, and I, and I truly believe that Avery and I did a great job, and um, and uh, we were able to settle the team down and, and, and get the team ready for a playoff run. And uh, speaking of the center back position, this year the Reds have starting center back Michael Parkhurst, the rookie. Um, he's done a great job so far. How's it been playing with him? And uh, do you kind of have to take more of a leadership role with having a rookie in center back? Well, you know, well, Michael has, has come in and just uh, you know just. Just played unbelievably. He's because he's a great player and he's a great defender. And as a, as a, as a fellow defender, he and I really read the game off each other um, extremely well. I mean, I, I, he's, he anticipates really well, and I can read off what he's doing, and um, and, and vice versa. It's and it's nice to see um, someone with his you know his ability back there and, and, and his confidence because it's not easy being a rookie and starting as many games as he has. And he's come in and done well. Um, I know when I was a rookie coming in, you know, you're you're wide-eyed to the experience. But he's he was a born defender. I mean, he he, he always will say, you know, he's always been a center back, and and I think that position um, suits him very well, and he and he sh- he's shown that. Do you do you think that after this um, uh, experience with uh, Jaime Moreno, who's definitely one of the premier players uh, in all time in MLS? Uh, I'm sure you, you have played against him yourself, so you know how tricky he can be. Yep. But but I think Michael was maybe surprised, uh, especially on that goal. But um, besides talking to him about the expectations of possibly winning Rookie of the Year, do you also talk to him about some of the players that he hasn't faced before maybe or has limited experience against? And uh, beyond that, who besides Jaime Moreno is that type of player that you guys need to prepare for? Um, well, you know, Michael, he's he's done very well. He, I mean, he's done unbelievably well. And when I say he, because he's he's approached every game, um, you know, so well. And last night, you know, you, 
you got to give, like you said, Jaime Moreno is an unbelievable player, and and what he did was he, you know, he he set Michael up and cut inside, and and that happens, um, you know, and it, uh, unfortunately it happened at a crucial time last night, but I think that, you know, like you said, Michael's going to learn. We play DC one more time, and uh, and so you, you start to see the things that Jaime Moreno can do. He's real deceptive, but he really likes to go inside to the right foot, and that was something that we talked about. But when it happens at such game speed, it's you know it's tough. Uh, you know, always to react. Um, but you know, the other players in this league, you got to watch out for. There's there's great forwards in our league. We have to play um, Landon Donovan, who does the same type. You know, is just explosive. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Jeff Cunningham, who we played at home, and uh, Mike did a great job against. But we play him again, and these guys are uh, you know explosive forwards, and you have to be very careful of what their abilities. Eddie Johnson. Um, same type of player. When he gets on his left, he he wants to go left, and and that's very similar to what Jaime did, you know, except with his right foot. Are those guys that are the tricky type players, the the controlled dribblers, are they tougher for you guys to play against? And uh, uh, I mean, we we don't have that much stature on defense. We don't have big, huge guys between yourself and Michael and Avery John and and uh, Joe Francino, but but we seem to stack up pretty well against the big physical the uh, forwards. Do, do you think it's tougher to defend against these type of guys that are trickier and uh, more ball handlers? No, not really, because I, mean, I think we're all we're we're a very quick back line as well. I think uh, the reason why we do well against the big defenders is because um, you know Avery and myself have done really well in the air, and we've won all the air battles, and Shari helps us out um, a lot on uh, on the air battles. But you know, I think that for us, um, you know. We've done well against the dribblers, the Josh Wolf, the um, you know, like like I said, uh, Jeff Cunningham at home, and they didn't. We limited both those guys to not scoring any goals, and, and you know, Jaime Moreno, you know, we he he, he got he, you know, it's it's going to happen. You're you're going to beat somebody, and and it happens. I mean, Pat Noonan does it, you know, almost every week where he cuts and he gets by people, and it's it's going to happen when a when a when a forward gets time and has has some moves to make. They're going to be dangerous. So we just have to limit. The, the number of times they can do that, and I think when um, you know when we do that, that's when we're a strong team. And that's when we defend really well. And coming into the games like that, does the team uh, watch a lot of video, maybe of some of these forwards, and learn what some of their uh, sort of trademark moves are coming into the games? Yeah, I mean, you 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 learn their tendencies. Um, you know, we we've watched Jaime play, and I've played against Jaime. I mean, I must be fifteen, twenty times now. And and every 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 time I've played him, he he's, he does something a little different. He's 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 knacks are a little bit, um, you know, a little bit different. But I know when we played him at home, when we won one zero, um, personally, my my goal was not to let Jaime turn, um, not to get going. And he was, you know, I really believe that, you know, he we shut him out that game. And and last night we were we weren't able to do that. He was able to get on a roll. He's able to turn and go at guys, and that's when he's dangerous. And and um, you know sometimes it's just the way the game works. It's, it's sometimes you can't always keep their back to the goal, and when a guy like that gets it, um, you know it's tough it's tough to do. So you, you're always learning in their tendencies, but at the same time, it's uh, it's very tough um, to, to limit it every time. I mean, you like to do it as many times as you can, but just sometimes, you know, a great player is gonna to leave his mark on the game, and Jaime did that last night. As Precky did yesterday. <laughs> and Precky as well. I mean, these guys, these are world-class players, and yeah. they're going to get their moments. And uh, he got to, you know, you're going to see it. And, um, you know, we like like we did with Precky. Precky came back against us, and we were able to limit those number of experiences, those number of runs that he made. And, um, you know, he was taken out at halftime because we were able to shut him down. But they couldn't shut him down last night. And, and you know, 
fortunately for us, they got that draw. Jay, do you, uh, would you agree with the consensus right now that DC is our uh, biggest rival? Absolutely. I, 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 I am. Uh, <laughs> I hate playing against them. Or I love playing against them. <laughs> I, I want to, you know, draw blood. I, I'm. I can't wait for our next game against them. I am. I am sharpening my my studs right now as we speak because that you know. They they acted last night as if they won the World Cup beating us, and that was uh, that's something that we're gonna you know pay back time. And coming up midweek, you got a game against Columbus, who are uh, stuck in last place right now in the East. Uh, how, how you make how do they make sure the team doesn't uh, get overconfident coming into a game like that, and make sure that, to avoid a letdown against a team like that? Well, we we got a pretty good wake up call um, in the first half of last night's game, so our confidence right now is is in ourselves but you know we're back to the basics I mean the, you know we're, we're looking at each other saying listen we've done really well for the first 12 games you know we had that lapse but now it's, it's time to turn it back on and, 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 and do the things that we do well and which is keep the ball um, and defend strong and then coming up next Saturday you have the game against the Metro Stars who are off on a pretty good run right now I believe they're five games unbeaten um, how is it going into a team like that where they have such uh, players like Yuri uh, Jorkioff and um, they have uh, Amato Gavar, two very creative players coming at you like that. Yeah, uh, you know we're, we're going one game at a time right now with the Columbus, so we're, we're focusing on them. I know uh, they had a they had a tough game against the Metro Stars, um, but yeah, I mean Metro Stars are uh, the, you know with the with the addition of Ante Razov, they become an extremely dangerous team. So it's going to be important for us to uh, you know to to figure out you know our game plan, which is even pretty much. Every week is that we want to we want to win the midfield battle, get Shari the ball, get um, Pepe the ball, get Dorman the ball, or, or and Clint Dempsey the ball, and and uh, get the ball wide to Ralston and uh, and Marshall on the other side, and let Pat Noonan do his thing. So th- when those things are firing, um, that's when we play well. So every week and every game we we come into, that's what we want to do. We want to limit the other team and get the ball, you know, to to our playmakers. Jay, we haven't been scoring a whole lot lately, whereas uh, we were really opening it up early in the season. Yep. Uh, do you guys uh, feel that you need to change anything? I mean, Taylor's uh, still out for probably another game or two. Uh, do Do we need to do anything different to get goals, or do you guys feel confident enough that we're going to get them? We're, we feel confident we're going to get them. I mean, Taylor, you got to take. I mean, losing Taylor, it's you know he's he's one of the best goal scorers this league has ever seen. In the you know in his three years, four years in this league, he has put up. Unbelievable numbers. So anytime he comes into the game, whether he's scoring or not, he is taking one to two defenders with him. So you know, obviously we have to you know figure a way to score more goals without him, without having him. But we don't feel like um, you know we can't score goals. I mean, I think that uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna get those chances. We're gonna get those goals. Just uh, we just did not play well that first half the other night. And then so when they score those two goals, they're able to sit in. And when teams sit in against you, um, you know, like uh, Colorado did, um, it's tough. And, and they they were playing for the draw. And last night after D.C., you know, it was up 2-0, they were playing for us to come at them, and we never really got a strong rhythm. So, you know, it's important for us to score first um, so teams don't really just pack it in and, and, and let us, you know, have to fight the game. And, Jay, on this the past few seasons, the Revs have gotten pretty far. 2002, they made it to the final and then ended up losing. Uh, 2003 and 2004, they made it to the Eastern Conference final and uh, lost there in overtime and then in penalty kicks. Uh, this year, do you think the Revs have what it takes to finally uh, get over that last hurdle and, and win the MLS Cup? 
I mean, I really do. I mean, I, I I love this team. I love being a part of it. I love what we're about. I love our style of play. Um, we've really that's something that we've really um, you know put put something together. We really keep great possession of the ball. When we're playing well. Um, you know, it's fun to watch. And then uh, you know, add that to the the way Matt Reese has been playing, the way we've been defending. Um, if we can keep you know keep everyone healthy, keep playing the way that we played those first 11 games, you know, we're going to be, I, I truly believe that, you know, that we're going to be a strong team into the playoffs and, and, and get to the finals again. And w- when you're not playing soccer, I'm, I'm sure it's changed now that you have a son. Uh, <laughs> what do you like to do in your spare time? Um, you know, I like to, uh, I like, uh, you know, I like to coach young kids. I'm, I'm a, I do some things up in Lowell. Um, really want to get into coaching uh, when I finish playing uh, at the college level. But uh, you know, I, I do a lot of that, and but also I like to to play, you know, poker nights on Thursday, and then I also like to uh, get out of the golf course whenever I can. Well, uh, thanks a lot for joining us today, Jay, and uh, happy Father's Day. Thank you guys very much. It was fun talking with you guys. Thanks, Jay. Good luck. Thank yeah, you. Good luck on Wednesday, and good luck on uh, the next game coming up on Saturday. Excellent. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. And uh, that was Revolution defender Jay Heaps uh, coming off uh, from. Y- Coming off Saturday of a two nothing loss to DC, um, looking to rebound against Columbus on Wednesday. Uh, Jay's had a great season so far, I think. Uh, one of probably his best so far, playing in the three man back line uh, with Michael Parker in the center. He's become more of a leader, I would have to say. Uh, and then Joey Franchino on the left, or Avery John, because he's been the one constant over the few years. And it, it's great to see him doing so well, being a Massachusetts native. Definitely, uh, it's great to have two local guys back there. And I, I agree with you. I think this is uh, Jay Heap's finest season yet. And we're going to take a quick break here, and then we'll be back with some more Revolution Recaps. It's springtime, and that means it's time to tend to your lawn and garden. Schofield True Value can help you keep them beautiful with this terrific bargain of the month for April. The Green Thumb 2-Gallon Tank Sprayer, just $8.88. Perfect for use with weed preventers or fertilizers. It's made of corrosion-resistant polyethylene. It's lightweight and easy to handle. The translucent tank lets you keep an eye on the level of fluid inside. So get out and get spraying. The Green Thumb 2-Gallon Tank Sprayer, just $8.88, while supplies last at Schofield True Value. Also pick up the Green Thumb 2-Piece Pruning Set. It's only $6.99. The set includes a 5-8-inch bypass pruner and a pair of flower shears made of drop-forged alloyed steel with vinyl grips and a 10-year warranty. So start your garden care now with two great tools for one low price, just $6.99. Schofield True Value is conveniently located on Route 1 in North Attleboro. Schofield True Value. Help really is just around the corner. Whenever the Sports Turtle Gang hits the road, we hit the road in a Stanley trailer. That Stanley trailers are Rehoboth, in business for over 20 years. At 56 Fall River Avenue, stop by and see Sophie Stanley at 508-336-4660. It's the best spot in town to get a recreational vehicle for your family. Only a quarter mile east of the Seekonk Speedway on Route 6. That Stanley trailers our home away from home for the Sports Journal Live. And a special thanks to King's Towing from Sophie Stanley.
Chicago, the Sports Journal hits the road. They hit the road in style with a town car from Town Car Travel. See how affordable luxury can be? Town Car Travel will bring you anywhere you need to go in style. Town Car sedans in black and white, late model 810 passenger limousine, and a 2003 Ford 14 passenger van. They service all the major airports, cruise ports, train stations, bus stations, casinos, and concert venues. Plan that special night out for almost any event. They offer any point-to-point transportation in the Northeast area. That's Town Car Travel. Check them out on the web at towncartravel.com or give them a call at 508-678-5500. That's Town Car Travel, 508-678-5500. Or if you're in Rhode Island, 401-662-6956. That's Town Car Travel, 508-678-5500 or 401-662-6956. That's Town Car Travel and the next time you arrive, you'll arrive in style. Looking for a part-time job? Well, Domino's in Somerset is hiring part-time delivery specialists. You must have your own car and a good driving record. The pay is great and the job is a lot of fun. Oh yeah, and don't forget the employee discount on their delicious pizza. So stop in today at 1214 County Street in Somerset and fill out an application. Hey Kevin, did you see the new minivan Scott got from Dighton Auto Sales? Yeah, it was really nice. Heard he got a good deal on it too. Go see Charlie at Dighton Auto Sales for your next vehicle. They're at 223 Chase Avenue in Dighton. You can call them at 508-669-6655 or 508-989-7259. They're just a quarter mile south of Dighton Police Department on Route 138. You are listening to AM 1320 WARL, Attleboro, Providence. And now, back to Revolution Recap with your host, Sean Donahue. Welcome back to Revolution Recap. Uh, in this segment, we're going to talk a little bit about the upcoming games for the Revs, uh, as well as a little about RevsNet, because we have Tony Biscaya here joining us in the studio. And first, we'll talk about the upcoming game against Columbus. Uh, Columbus, as we mentioned earlier, is stuck in last place in the East. Uh, they gave the Metro Stars a pretty good fight. Um, only lo- losing 3-2. They had a penalty kick that was saved. They could have easily been 3-3. Uh, the anti-Razov they had traded to the Metro Stars earlier uh, scored the two goals for the Metro Stars, so it was a little unfortunate for them. Uh, and uh, Yorgi Jorkiov uh, scored in a penalty kick. Uh, but they they came back. Uh, they were down 2 nothing, and then Edson Buttle scored in the 36th minute. And the crew have started to look a little bit better in their recent performances. Uh, still don't look like one of the teams that are, are ready to come and challenge the rest for first, but uh, it, it, as you mentioned earlier, it could be kind of a trap match going into them against the last place team. Yeah, you got to you got to watch out for these uh, fairly desperate teams. I mean, uh, the the coach uh, his jobs in a balance. As I said earlier, the, some of the players are fighting for their jobs as well. They have some uh, very good talent. Uh, Edson Buttle started out the season with a bang, and then um, he hasn't gotten to play a whole whole lot lately because of injuries and um, possibly other factors. Uh, but, you know, the, they do have talent. And uh, if we go in there and uh, start out the way we did against D.C., we're asking for trouble. We've got to come out, and uh, as uh, Jay Heaps was saying, we've got to come out, we've got to get on top and make them come to us and open up. And then certainly we can beat any team uh, by playing our game and uh, on our terms. If we fall behind against a team like that, again, they're going to pack it in, and it's going to be really tough to crack them because uh, they have a, a pretty fair defense. Uh, their, their goalkeeping, uh, 
uh, took a big hit when John Bush went down. But, uh, you know, the new kids come on, and uh, he's done fairly well, too. And you mentioned Edson Buttle, who hadn't scored in several games since since getting up to the fast start and hadn't been playing. Uh, he got the start uh, last night, and he actually finally got back on track with his fourth goal of the season. And that's another thing not to be wary of. He, he's a ve- been a very dangerous player for Columbus. Um, he's got a, a good amount of speed and has been great in the past. He, he was had an off few games where he didn't even have many shots on target, uh, but now that now he's back on the score sheet, you'd have to think that that's a player they have to watch out for. Yeah, and honestly, I was surprised that John Woldniak didn't get a start because, uh, that, you know, both him and uh, Razov were playing the former teams, and uh, again, it goes back to coaching strategies and um, possibly part of the reason why uh, Columbus might be seeing a coaching change. Uh, uh, Bob Bradley pl- played that to the hilt, and Razov came through with two goals. Uh, Wolniak only got into the game in the last half hour or so, and he got an assist. Who knows what might have happened if he started? Uh, you know, motivations like that, uh, the storybook things, you know, you, you, it's hard to predict. They, they may work out for you, they may not, but to, to not give him a chance, I just don't understand what Andrulis was thinking. Uh, John Wolniak had to be motivated playing against his former team. Uh, he's always been a rev skiller, too. Uh, you know, the guy doesn't look like he's. Uh, He's very deceptive. He, he doesn't look like he's one of the premier players, yet he's, he's always got the numbers. And, and it was kind of a surprise for me to see that trade happen uh, earlier in the month where Ante Razov uh, was sent to the Metro Stars in exchange for uh, John Wolniak in, in part of a allocation from the Metro Stars. Uh, Wolniak at that point had, had much better stats so far this season. I believe he had about two goals and uh, six assists, and Razov had just about one goal. And, and now uh, Wolniak... Um, I guess after last night it looked like the Metro Stars got a good trade with the two goals from Razov, but it was just one game and it will be interesting to see how that trade works out in the end. Well, Razov didn't have any numbers because he hasn't been playing and uh, obviously that's a, a clash uh, be- between himself and the coach and uh, sometimes it's a personality thing uh, God only knows uh, we're not privy to what goes on uh, in the actual relationships and uh, what the decisions are as to who, who gets uh, to see playing time. Razov's always been a, a goal scorer. And, uh, yes, he's streaky. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not surprised that once he scored one, he scored two. <laughs> uh, Wolniak, on the other hand, is the same way. So, uh, you know, we're going to be facing both of those guys, and I, I'm sure our defenders are very familiar with, with both of them. Uh, uh, <clears throat> the, the, the thing is, like I said, uh, we can't be keying on who's playing against us. We've got to be keying on playing our own game, getting on top of these teams, and forcing them to open up and try to come and, and uh, get a result with us. And then coming up on Saturday, the Reds have a home game again, finally, after a three-game away stretch uh, against the Metro Stars. And the Metro Stars are off to a, a finally getting off to a good stretch after starting the season slowly as well. Um, five games unbeaten. Um, they looked pretty good last night. And they, they really have a team where they have a lot of creative players to watch out for with Amado Guevara, uh, Jorg Jorkioff, and then now with the addition of Ante Razov, there really could be a dangerous team coming forward, and that's going to be a, a, a game, a really a, a telling game for the Revs. Well, that's probably the other rivalry besides DC that I think uh, uh, the Revolution fans really enjoy. Uh, the Metro Stars have always been one of our biggest rivals. And uh, it, it's a good thing that they're getting some bad guys like Razov, who's, who's also been, you know, one of the uh, guys that Revs fans love to hate. Um, so it, it's all good. It's a, it's a great rivalry, and uh, obviously they're a fantastic team in the midfield with Guevara and uh, Jorkov. 
but they also have some uh, good forwards. They they even had good forwards before Azov came on board. They were they were scoring. Uh, unfortunately, the the younger kid Ibrahim uh, has gone down with an injury, which is good for us. Uh, he's going to miss a few weeks, but uh, you know I I still think that they're a, a strong team. And uh, again, we're going to just have to come out, try to get on top of them, and force them to open up and come after. Yeah, Namato Guevara was a league MVP. Um, he's quite a dangerous player, the top playmaker in the league, arguably, this over the past few seasons. He's, he's a guy that I, I would expect Joseph to have most of the, Charlie Joseph to have most of the job covering him, and that'll be an interesting matchup. It always is. Oh, yeah. Uh, Guevara is a premier player. Um, he gets a lot of respect from referees, and, uh, you know, you've got to be careful. You can't play him too tough, but you've got to cut him off, limit his space, you know, get into the passing lanes because uh, he's a very sharp passer. As is uh, Jorkaev. Uh, in fact, I would venture to say that from what I've seen, uh, Yuri is one of the best passers in MLS at this point. And then looking at the other results last night, um, the, the big top team in the West right now is FC Dallas. Um, the, the MLS Cup there this year is going to be in Dallas, and it's quite possible we could see a Revs-Dallas matchup the way it's looking right now. And Dallas... Uh, without Richard Mulroney, who's out for the season, uh, Eddie Johnson, who's out with an injury, as well as Carlos Ruiz, who's out with an injury, they managed to pull off a win against Los Angeles Galaxy, who have been really the third-place team uh, throughout the whole league right now, and it's been the, they've been the biggest competitors up there with Dallas, and that was an impressive win for them. Well, you know, uh, it's a long season. Um, as, as Revolution fans uh, well know, we've, we've gotten off to slow starts and uh, eventually managed to come back. This year, it's a reversal. We've started off fairly well. And uh, I'm hoping that we don't uh, have a you know a, a weak spell here where we don't get results for a long period in the summer. But on the other hand, we'll be missing players as well. I mean, the the Gold Cup's coming up, and uh, that's going to be some uh, really good soccer. That uh, some of it will be at uh, Foxborough Stadium. Uh, I hope all the fans will turn out to see the U.S. and the international teams. Uh, but that means that we'll be missing most likely Ralston Dempsey. Uh, Pat Noonan, possibly even Reese, because he, he has been one of the premier keepers in, in the league this year. And um, that that's going to test our, our depth. Uh, from what I've seen in reserves games, I think we've got some guys that are ready to step up. Uh, I was very happy with uh, Connolly Adolzian. Uh, he's been the, the man of the match in a couple of reserves games that I've seen. And uh, I, I think he's ready for prime time. I hope uh, Steve Nichol gives him a chance. And Adosian's up there on the scoring chart for the reserve league. He's got four goals. Uh, he's been quite impressive for the reserves. Uh, he, he was seen uh, two time in two games now for the rest of the late game substitute, and he's looked pretty well. Um, we've got about two minutes left here now. Uh, I'd like to talk about Tony's Revsnet.com, uh, one of the premier fan sites. And uh, what what can fans look for on that site, and what what are some of the goals of that site to give to the fans? Well, we try to, you know, fill in the cracks, uh, maybe some of the stuff that the major media uh, doesn't cover. Although, to be fair to the major media, in the last year or two, uh, they've done a hell of a job. Uh, I think Boston fans, uh, New England fans, are very lucky that we have great sports writers and uh, we do get our uh, fair amount of coverage. Uh, on the other hand, uh, my partner, Mike, pa- Mike Marshall, is a, is a quality reporter. He does great uh, game reports. Uh, I've been tending to the photography aspects lately, and I hope people enjoy that. Uh, we have, uh, in my opinion, one of the uh, prime soccer writers in the nation in Jim Dow. Uh, the guy's got a very sharp mind. He, he's, uh, 
uh, a great storyteller, and he knows how to put everything into context, not only within MLS, but within the, the world context. And uh, uh, I hope people enjoy all that. And, um, you know, we just try to get out, get stuff, information out to the fans. That's that's our ultimate goal. Yeah, it's a, it's a great site to check out, um, great articles. We had Jim Dow on uh, a couple weeks ago. He was great to have on. and He, he does write some great stuff for the site, as well as uh, your, photo- your photography is great. And Mike Marshall adds some great stuff as well, and it's great to get some of the rumors and stuff that you're not going to see from the mainstream media. Well, Sean, uh, you know, having a, a radio show like this and uh, listening firsthand to the players' comments and all that, uh, to me, that's um, what makes soccer uh, a better sport to follow than maybe some of the other sports where, uh, you know, the, the the players are available, they're willing to talk to us and bring uh, information to the fans and make our job easy. Well, we're going to wrap things up here now. Uh, we're here every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. Uh, archives can be gotten at revolutionrecap.com. Uh, you can get the latest Revs news at anyrevs.com. And uh, I'd like to wish Tony a uh, happy Father's Day, and I'd like to wish uh, my dad a happy Father's Day. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Sure.